Welcome to the podcast, Of Course They Make Me Crazy. It's for those of us who love someone who suffers with a mental illness. You can start to feel lost in their world. I get it. I grew up with a bipolar mom addicted to pain pills. Hoping the story shared here will help you through difficult days. It's not all serious. We laugh and we joke too. If you have little ones around, pop in your headphones and don't only please. April Norris, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast. Of course, they make me crazy. If you're watching this, you'll see that my little doggy <laughs> is right there. He's always by my side. And if you're listening, well, just now I have a medium golden doodle named Vix, and uh, he's always there right with me. So, anywho, last week, author and comedian Dave Mallory joined me. And uh, I hope you got to enjoy his, his episode. He lives with bipolar. Um, and he also wrote a book entitled, OMG, That's Me. And it blossomed from a bunch of blog posts that he did. And then he gained like a huge following from it. And I love his mission. His mission in life is to, well, use humor to tell his story. Also to shatter the stigma of living with a mental illness by making it comfortable to talk about the uncomfortable. So if you listened to last week's episode, you heard us mention that he trained other people struggling with a mental illness to do stand-up comedy. Um, and that we were gonna play some of their acts for you this week, which I'm super excited about. And that's about what's gonna happen coming up here, okay? So Dave is from Portland and that is where uh, everything took place. Um, so I'm going to set up the comedians for you because many of you are listening instead of watching on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. And so you, some of you might not really get the full humor kind of listening to it. You will, but, um, but I want to set some stuff up for you. So we're going to start with Dave himself. Okay. And, uh, he has a line in his portion that says something like, um, those of us with a mental illness even share a special handshake. And he's got his hand out there and it's like, it's trembling up and down. And so that's really what that means is if you've, you know, seen like I've dealt with it with my mom and some of my other family members, their hands, when they just get going, their hands are shaking. So you'll have to envision that. It just, it totally makes the joke. Um, and then three very talented women follow him. Okay. So Margaret is going to be the first one that kicks off by talking about growing up with a mother who was diagnosed with borderline personality disorder. And by the way, I have two other podcasts about that. It's a very fascinating disorder. And if you want to learn more about that, like, you know, how to recognize it and things like that, you got to check those podcasts out. But she is so funny. So she steps on stage wearing this tiara that she must have um, made herself. Totally full on her head, you know, chin up. Yeah, just hysterical. And so she steps out on stage and she teases that she suffers from PDQSD. <laughs> You're like, that's a lot, April. Well, it's called, it stands for a post-drama queen stress Maeve, who works in the mental health field and lives with anxiety. And then she also talks about being a lesbian too. And she feels
feels that buying a girl a drink is a whole lot cheaper than the copay of her therapy. <laughs> so she's got a lot going on too. And then to round out these talented folks is Lorraine. Now, she's an older woman. I don't think she would argue with me about that. She comes out like in a little, you know, pushing like a little, um, uh, gosh, what would you call it? Like, a, you know, it helps her walk. It's like almost like a little, you know, walker. And so she says she takes so many meds to remind her that she's, she takes a med rather to remind her to take all the other meds that she has to take. <laughs> So it's super fun. I'm super grateful for Dave and his quick-witted friends. Um, they, they just, you know, when you think about the trials, guys, that they have been through, and then they can get up on stage and, you know, make light of them, it just shows how strong they really are. Even, even though they're suffering with a lot, they are still so much more stronger than what many of us in regards to talking about our struggles. And yes, they might struggle and they might have caused their loved ones a lot of scary shit scenarios, but how many of us can get up on stage and poke fun at our deepest pain? Not many of us, right? So um, I really hope you enjoy. I'm going to leave you there and I'll say goodbye to you at the end. <laughs> you can see why she inspires me. <laughs> so, um, I have bipolar disorder and, and severe anxiety disorder, and uh, um, so with with that, I notice discrimination where where other people don't take happy hour, for instance. <laughs> I think that's being discriminatory. There should also be a crappy hour for depression. <laughs> and bipolar people could go to both. <laughs> and uh, one of the medications I take for my bipolar disorder is notorious for weight gain. And true to form, when I uh, started taking it, I, I gained 40 pounds. Well, I decided to do something about it. I joined. Uh, fitness club, I joined 24 minute fitness. 24 minute fitness. <laughs> I screwed that one up. <laughs> I joined 24 hour fitness, and in my case, they call it 24 minute fitness. <laughs> well, I started uh, doing the treadmill, and I realized after a little while that the treadmill was a perfect exercise for someone with a mental illness because you do the same thing over. <laughs> And you never get anywhere. <laughs> and the other day I was working out and the guy next to me looked over and he said, you're not going very fast. I said, that's okay, my mind's racing. <laughs> and I've been thinking about it. I think there should be a dating service for people with a mental illness. <laughs> I can see the postings now. Paranoid white male seeks paranoid white female to share a compound in Idaho. <laughs> Or a paranoid female seeks male with no government connections. <laughs> or my favorite, multiple personality female seeks multiple personality male for double dates. 
had, uh, obviously with bipolar and anxiety, I've had some uh, ups and downs, some really hard times, and, and on one of those I decided to to try to give uh, electric shock therapy, electric convulsive therapy a try, ECT, and, and so I did. So I went to um, OHSU and, and did the treatments, and it was great, it really helped. Uh, but one of the side effects is short-term memory loss. And so after the treatments, I'd be going to the grocery store and end up at the pharmacy, or I'd be going to the cleaners and end up at the library. <laughs> I even forgot I was married. <laughs> so maybe it wasn't so bad after all. <laughs> I love you, dear. But being mentally ill is not all bad. It's kind of like being an exclusive club. We even have our own handshake. <laughs> So uh, when, when I was first diagnosed, um, my kids were young, and, and we sat around the kitchen table, and we talked about it, and the next day, my daughter Megan went to school, and she was in art, and she was drawing, and the teacher came up and looked over her shoulder and said, Megan, that's interesting, what are you drawing? And Megan said, well, it's a bipolar bear. <laughs> and the teacher said, a bipolar bear, can you tell me about it? And Megan says, well, it lives at the North Pole, it eats fish, and it takes Prozac. <laughs> but um, when uh, I went into the hospital, my wife took me to the hospital. Uh, when I went into the psychiatrist, she took me in. And uh, when I got there, I was confused. I didn't realize where, where I was. And on the second day, I met with the psychiatrist. And I thought it was a hotel, and I met with the psychiatrist. And he said, well, how's it going? I said, not too bad, but the service here sucks. I ordered a margarita when I got here, and it still hasn't arrived. <laughs> and he said, oh, and wrote something down in his pad. And then he says, well, do you know where you are? And I said, well, my wife said it was going to be a surprise. I'm hoping St. Thomas. <laughs> he said, no, it's St. Vincent's. <laughs> I said, oh, is that the Caribbean? <laughs> But this is the most important part of my set. This is the audience participation part. So I'm going to ask some questions like who, what, why, and you guys have to say who or what or why. So the comics down here know the program. They'll lead the way. So when I was in the psych unit, I did notice some things. Like, why do they keep the doors locked in the psychiatric unit? Why? why? There's so many people trying to get in. <laughs> <laughs> and what do people in the psych unit do for exercise? What? Rock. <laughs> and where do most injuries occur in the psych unit? Where? People fighting for a position in the medication line. <laughs> and that's just nurses. <laughs> but really, the uh, bipolar disorder, where you know, I'd have my highs and my lows, but there's also uh, the stable times, and and uh, but with the anxiety, it was constant. It was always there, and and that was that was the worst. Anxiety was the worst. And uh, one of the ways it manifested itself is, is when I would go in and have to, have to go to the bathroom, I'd go into a, a restroom, public restroom, if anybody else was in there, I just couldn't go. It was, I'd, just, I'd try, but I just couldn't go. And so uh, 
I'd have to leave the restroom and go out in the hallway and sometimes for five minutes, sometimes for half an hour, whatever it was, before I could go in there and it was empty and I could go. And then last week, Heather and I were at the theater. We went to a movie. And afterwards, I went into the restroom and it was there were people in there. And, and uh, I went up and I, I went to the bathroom and it, it struck me how far I'd come. So I stepped back from the urinal and I raised my hands and I said, yes, yes, yes! <laughs> And the other people in the restroom looked at me like I was crazy. <laughs> I said, no, not anymore. <laughs> Good job, Molly. Our next uh, comment is uh, Margaret. Margaret's natural comedic skills are a consequence of maladaptive behavior caused by being raised by a crazy person. <laughs> She can say crazy even though it's not politically correct because she earned the right after a lifetime of suffering. Please welcome Margaret Puckett. My mother ruined my life. She has borderline personality disorder. And if any one of you have had the misfortune of knowing someone who's a borderline, you'll know that their sole purpose in life is to make other people miserable. <laughs> she was so mean that uh, it just made me want to tear my hair out. So when I left home and went to college, I joined HPA, Hair Pullers Anonymous. <laughs> And uh, the meetings are confidential, so I can't share with you everything, but you have no idea where some people pull out their hair. <laughs> I learned some really important life skills from my mom, like how to be mean, self-righteous, vindictive, judgmental, which came in really handy when I became a teenager. <laughs> but it's really going to come in handy if I ever uh, become a talk show host for Fox News. <laughs> now, one thing about borderlines, they have this special ability to sense your weaknesses. And they, they, they'll humiliate you um, where you, you know, you're just completely flattened by it. And so... I was eventually diagnosed with PDQSD, uh, which stands for Post Drama Queen Stress Disorder. <laughs> and um, one of the treatments for that is that I get to wear a tiara. <laughs> and, um, my friends have to bow every time I enter the room, and they're really getting tired of that. Um, Um, borderlines are also known to be really manipulative and they're really skilled at it, but one thing I learned with my mom is that it was really easy to manipulate her if I used over-the-top flattery. In fact, I could get away with saying just about anything. And it went kind of like this. Oh my God, Mom, those are the cutest shoes I've ever seen in my entire life. I didn't know they made them for cloven hooves. <laughs> And they crave attention.
my mom would do anything to get attention, no matter what it was. And, and it would go like this. You all hate me. I know you hate me. One day I'm going to kill myself, and then you'll be sorry when I'm gone. And I'm like nine years old. <laughs> and I'm thinking, oh, the daddy could marry a nice mommy. <laughs> pray for God's mercy. Oh Lord, please send a bolt of lightning. (laughs) Or a meteor. It doesn't have to be big. Just about this big. (laughs) Or duct tape her to a chair and make her watch days of Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood. (laughs) Maybe some of the niceness would rub off. Now, also blame everyone for whatever happens around them, even if they're the one who's the guilty party. So it's like this at home. No, Mom, honestly, I didn't take your razor. I'm only nine years old. I have nothing to shave. (laughs) Or, no, Mom, I didn't lie to the lady next door. I repeated exactly what you said about her. And I, I thought, you know, 
this would be helpful for mankind. You know, it should be put in the water supply. It should be bottled and sold on the grocery store shelves. You know, I can see the ads now. Don't be mean. Drink sirloin. <laughs> Thank you, everyone.
therapist asked me how my anxiety was impacting my life, and I said, well, it's really limiting my access to, like, organic, vegan, gluten-free baked chips. (laughs) (laughs) So I recently started seeing a new therapist, um, and she says I shouldn't base my self-worth on what other people think of me. And I'm really, really trying to work hard on it because I really want to be your favorite client. <laughs> Thank you so much. Well, how are we doing so far? Are we doing okay? special person. She's been doing the stand-up for mental health with us for about the last three years. She is an inspiration to me, and she is just laugh-out-loud funny, so please welcome Lorraine Dilly. Bathrooms, bathrooms, where are you? 
I wear pull-ups for the times when our bathroom is far, far away. <laughs> I keep getting tickets for going too fast. I was going 100 miles an hour down McGoffin. Then I pulled over and puked. Still got there on time. <laughs> writing jokes when I am manic. Of course, they don't make sense until I'm depressed. <laughs> Take them out of bed. <laughs> I have morning meds, my nighttime meds. I even have a memory med to help me remember to take my meds. <laughs> I attempted suicide with aspirin. It wasn't effective, but my headache was gone. <laughs> I went to the ER because my mouth was tasting like bleach. I walked, worked for 16 years with industrial bleach. The nurse said, well, damn, have you been drinking bleach? I said, yeah, right, every day, of course not. <laughs> she assumed I drank bleach because of my mental illness. As an advocate for myself, I reported her to my supervisor who washed her mouth out with bleach. <laughs> she stopped swearing. I saw her, when I saw her the next time, she was much nicer to me and her tongue was really clean. <laughs> I used to be a survivor and not a fighter. I lived my life quietly for years. Many people make decisions for me. And then at 30, a great doctor finally helped me find my voice. Unfortunately, my voice Sounded like Darth Vader. <laughs> My family didn't know how to take that, so they left me at the hospital and went to get a gag order. <laughs> now I'm a survivor and a fighter. My name is Ro Lorraine and hear me roar. <laughs> Did you think they were so cute and fun? I hope you, you know, because I know many of us that you know, if you're living with a mental illness or you're living and loving and caring for someone with a mental illness, it takes a lot for us to be able to laugh about some things. So I hope that you were able to at least get some giggles out. So um, next week, because I sure did. Next week, though, I'm going to share some mental health tips for the holidays for you. Okay, so did you know? that this time of year can trigger those who are living with bipolar, schizophrenia, depression, just to name a few, all right? So a National Alliance on Mental Illness study shows that 64% of people with a mental illness report that the holidays can make their condition worse. I've experienced that, I've seen it with my mom. So I'm gonna share some tips on how we can save our own sanity when caring for them through these very touchy times, okay? So I'll see you or you'll hear me next week. Hey, thank you so much for listening. And if you like this, please subscribe and give it a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. Let's build a community. We cannot maneuver this crazy life alone. 
You can also follow on Instagram at Of Course They Make Me Crazy. And I would love for you to join our private Facebook group, the Of Course They Make Me Crazy Venters. You can do that by going to Of Course They Make Me Crazy.com. <laughs>